Welcome back. It's that time of the week. It's time for another episode of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir. Yes, you heard right, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris Caution! May Contain Adult Language Chapter 20 Le Banana Le Banana Part 1 My new circle of friends and I sat around a low glass table in the underground arched stone gallery of the tiny but popular Le Banana Café, the meeting place for sleepless, venturesome French celebrities. André had introduced us all, but he wasn't there. I felt lost, not because he was absent, but at three o'clock in the morning, with such loud music, and after so many drinks and cigarettes, I couldn't hear any complete sentences. In a noisy room, I could never follow a conversation, not even in English. Some doctors call it Meunier's, Meunier's syndrome, but often people just think I'm thick. I nodded and I smiled silently. Besides, nobody wanted me to slow down the fun with my French. Jean-Luc's worry about my inactive sexuality kept coming back to me. A real friend cares about your, your needs, I thought to myself, simpering in the group's direction. Deep in the noisy chaos of the disco bar, I gathered that Yvonne wanted to talk politics, while Jean-Luc preferred to talk about sex, or the AIDS epidemic, and Maya about anything that included strident laughter. Rocco, the good-looking young man forever at Maya's side, sat between me and his much older girlfriend with the fried blonde hair. Rocco, like me, nodded quietly. For once, Maya wasn't the center of attention, shouting in her loud, hoarse voice, or throwing her head back and slapping her knee, but seemed to be actually listening to Yvonne's politico-philosophical rant. Not making out one single complete sentence, I noted the disgusted look on Yvonne's face every time she said Tiberi, or Chirac, or Juppé, as if biting into rotten meat. Maya listened, interspersing an incroyable, or an absolument, or a ce n'est pas possible, here and there. I wondered if Maya actually understood anything Yvonne was saying, because by now I was suspecting that Maya, as entertaining as she was, had a brain that had been as deep-fried as her permed, bleached curls. Maya was much more of a show, always a blast, but it was Rocco I liked to look at. Dark, curly hair blue eyes and baby-faced, he made me think of Christopher Atkins in The Blue Lagoon. I was certain Rocco had woken up one day and started to find himself in a man's body. I admired his big frame and strong legs, imposing stature and broad chest. Such a sharp contrast to his childlike features. When we'd said hello earlier that evening, I'd put my hand on his waist to draw myself closer to kiss him on the cheeks, and fell to the baby fat on his hips. In time, for sure, he'd be overweight. But who cared? For the time being, his fat was still firmly adhered to his bones, and his round bulges were taken for muscle. A middle-aged man with an expensive striped suit but brown teeth sat next to me and flashed me a big smile that made me cringe. But I smiled back. 
He took another quick drag from his cigarette. La musique est fabuleuse, non? He said. I warded off all of his promptings with monosyllables, but he persisted. I chose to nod in my friend's direction. Ranting Yvonne ignored the column of ash that fell from her cigarette onto her black cotton one-piece, and Maya took another gulp of champagne. Maya's and France's favorite drink because, besides tasting delicious and giving you a nice buzz, make sure people around you look your way. Her boyfriend smiled and nodded some more. I was glad Rocco was sitting between me and his girlfriend because, as much as I loved Maya, he was a safety net against the fluche droplets propelled from her mouth and her goblin breath. It's a problem when you have a very sensitive sense of smell and you're afraid of germs. You like a dancing, the man with the brown teeth said to me again. Roku then turned around and put a strong arm around my shoulders and gave me a fantastic, long, wet kiss. Although I prayed he wouldn't, Roku finally withdrew and said, Voila! My mouth open, I smiled, speechless. I thought you needed a hand, he said. I wanted his tongue. Again. He must have seen the stars and the chirping Walt Disney birds in my eyes because he said, Oh, I only did that so you could get rid of that guy beside you. So there you go. He's gone. I looked back and sure enough, the seat next to me was empty. Roku turned back to the group's gab. I envied Maya, a heart of gold, always merry, and terribly successful at having what seemed, what seemed like a conversation of substance despite the vacuum in her head. When André first introduced us, I wondered if the music was too loud or if her comments were too intelligent for me to understand. In time, I'd realized that most of the time she wasn't making any sense at all. But however she did it, she was a pro at keeping people talking and champagne flowing. One night at 6 a.m., with another flute of golden bubbles in her hand, Maya had told me that when she'd been much younger and much thinner, she'd enjoyed the best things of life because she'd known how to capitalize on her body's assets. I marveled at how her now edematous face, pudgy eyelids, and gargoyle lips could have enjoyed such an economic success in the past. I suppressed a guffaw when she once wondered aloud what menopause would be like whenever it arrived, when it was obvious that her ovaries were well past their expiration date. Tonight, like always, her cleavage was well exposed and the wrinkly, atrophic skin of her large, shriveling breasts jiggled with laughter. Still, I'd never forget the day she'd popped a by to read my future in her tarot cards and planted that silly idea of black, round glasses in my mind. For that single act of kindness, she would always have a special place in my heart. I didn't know what Yvonne was saying, but suddenly Maya jumped up and screamed in an even hoarser voice than usual. Harley Davidson! I love this song! Come on, Rocco! We gotta dance! Maya grabbed Rocco's hand and, and plunged for the dance floor to the revving rhythm of the song written by Serge Gainsbourg and sung by Brigitte Bardot. I watched Maya clamber over the table and down the stairs with the elegance of John Wayne in stilettos. She'd probably been a petit bonbon when she was younger, but now, with Rocco in tow in her sparkling onyx miniskirt and black laced pantyhose over formless pillars, heading for 60, she looked more like a glistening hostess snowball next to a Twinkie. 
She Yelled Along with Brigitte Bardot. Que m'importe de mourir, les cheveux dans le vent. Who cares if you die as long as your hair's in the wind. But I had to hand it to her. As inelegant as she was, she certainly knew how to pick her men. Oh, Rocco. At some point, she'd realized that men were no longer going to lavish her with money. So now, she'd chosen to lavish herself with her beauty. I watched a tall Rocco guide her down the steps. To a side of the dance floor, Le Banana Café's musicians were drenched in sweat. The black singer ecstatically wrestling with his microphone, and the red-haired piano man jumping in rhythm on his seat. Night after night, they belted out famous old tunes demanded by patrons. The singer, probably Martiniquet, was now jumping around like an excited flea, belting out Alexandrie, Alexandra, the song by the immortal but dead Claude de François. After a contagious call to carnal love with Gilbert Montaigne's On va s'aimer, they finally decided to give the exhausted crowd on the dance floor a chance to catch its breath with a ballad. The piano man got up and grabbed his saxophone and enticed the crowd into pairing up for a rendition of the famous Comédies, a song about a Parisian transvestite written with love by Charles Aznavour in the early 70s. The two musicians followed it with Serge Gainsbourg's cocky song from the 60s, Je t'aime, mon non plus which I interpreted as an admonition to not believe any word uttered during sex, but that, many said, is an ode to sodomy. I looked at Maya and Rocco swaying together on the dance floor, an improbable couple, perfectly at home at the Anything Goes Banana Café. I loved how such two different individuals could be so close. They didn't need any clear-cut rules in their lives. They lived together and kept each other company. A man asked Yvonne to dance, and she happily capered off. Jean-Luc scooted over next to me. He blew his large nose once again and stuffed his handkerchief into the front pocket of his trousers. Having fun? he asked. I smiled, and when I was about to reply, he reached over and put his hand next to my crotch. He chuckled and said, We gotta get you laid. Et bien voilà, mes amis, c'est tout pour aujourd'hui. That's it for today, my friends. Join me for our next show of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. Contact me at Rafael Herrero, R-A-F-A-E-L dot H-E-R-R-E-R-O dot S-F, like in San Francisco, at gmail.com. Au revoir, à la semaine prochaine, et vive Paris! If you liked today's episode, would you please like my Facebook page? Search for A Gay Gynecologist in Paris. And follow me as well on Twitter at Gay Gyno Paris with no spaces between the words and share with me all your thoughts. Thank you and see you next week. Salut, mes amis. Ici, le gynécologue gay de Paris, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Suivez-moi sur Facebook. Vous pouvez me trouver sous Gay Gynecologist Paris. Faites-moi un like, s'il vous plaît. 
Vous pouvez me suivre aussi sur Twitter, at GayGynoParis. Ça s'appelle J-A-Y-J-Y-N-O, Paris, comme la ville P-A-R-I-S. Répondions le bonheur et soyons tous amis sur Facebook et Twitter. Au revoir, beaucoup de bisous et à bientôt. Hola amigos, aquí me tenéis el ginecólogo gay de París, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Me podéis seguir en Facebook, es más, os pido que me sigáis en Facebook. Buscadme bajo gay gynecologist Paris. Hacedme un like y seamos amiguitos. Además, seguidme por favor en Twitter. Estoy bajo gay gyno Paris, que se escribe g a y g y n o p a-R-I-S, como París. Seamos amigos todos en todos los sitios web. Y os mando a todos muchos besitos. ¡Hasta luego! Y ahí, galera. Aquí el ginecologista gay de París. The Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Curtam minha página no Facebook. Gay Gynecologist Paris. Vocês podem também me seguir no Twitter... No Gay Gyno Paris, soletrando G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Não seria divertido sermos todos amigos no Facebook e no Twitter? Até mais! Hallo, Freunde! Hier ist der schwule Frauenarzt aus Paris, the Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Ihr könnt mich auf Facebook klicken unter Gay Gynecologist Paris oder folgt mir auf Twitter. Unter Gay Gino Paris. Buchstabiere G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Es wäre toll, wenn wir alle Facebook- und Twitter-Freunde würden. Tschüss und bis bald!